All right, you've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. Starts now. It's Monday, October 30th, a little post-Halloween show here. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I know I did. And by great weekend, it means I did nothing Friday and Saturday night, which I loved. Spending that nothing time with my lady friend. So good times there at the house. We did, however, get out yesterday. Go celebrate my boy Cordius, Cordius, Corey's, I think 49th birthday. Goodness, getting old. But I went out to Shulkers yesterday afternoon, enjoyed some time, some food out on the patio. Great band. Great band. Shake the Bucket, I believe the name of the band was called. Anyway, really enjoyed ourselves. And I got home, did show prep, and boom, here it is, Monday already. I want to start today out real quick. Um, if you guys want to chime in, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. And thank you for the update. It was Corey's 47th birthday. I was thinking, dang, is he? I thought he was just a year older than me. Really about the same age. I was like, 49? Because I was joking with him about being 50. I think it's his 50th. And I thought he, he was doing some numbers back at me, some finger numbers. And I thought I landed on 49. In my math, but do not trust my math. I have a GED. All right. So happy 47th to Corey. Great seeing everybody. <clears throat> um, Michael Applewhite, my good buddy. I've known Michael for a long time. He was the winner. If you watched my Facebook drawing, you know, I was doing a, I did a, I did a, I raised some money for Real Men Wear Pink to try to uh, help save the Tatas. I did not do a very good job, admittingly, but we did raise enough to give away a, Nice gun, courtesy of our good friends over at Guns and Gear. Awesome Radical Firearms AR-15. Michael Applewhite Jr. Uh, was the winner of that. So we appreciate everybody who who participated. Um, if you would like to go watch on my personal Facebook page, just if you want to make sure I wasn't no shenanigans in place or nothing like that, I did a live drawing, shook the bucket up, put my hand in from the top, did all I could to make it, make sure y'all know it was legitimate and uh, no, no, no hijinks were involved because I know I've seen drawings over the years where you know there were some shenanigans taking place. I wanted to make sure y'all knew there were no shenanigans. But again, thank you to Hunter and his team at Guns and Gear for participating, and thank you for everybody who bought a ticket. We'll get the money over to the American Cancer Society here in the next day or so once I get it all moved over to the right bank account. Uh, let's see here. What else? Hey, make sure you're following me. I know some of y'all are going to laugh. I get it. He he ha ha. But make sure you're following me on TikTok, at SaveJXN. At SaveJXN is my TikTok handle, just like all my other social media handles. I started doing this last week, and I'm going to continue it this week. I'm, gonna, I'm My goal is to do one every day this week, around lunchtime, depending on my schedule, a live stream. And we're going to dive into topics that we hit on the show. A lot of news seems to break after we get off the air. We'll hit any breaking news. We can talk about things you guys want to talk about in the comments. I do have the ability to stream to everything at one time, but I, I really want to focus on TikTok and maybe Instagram because that's where the younger crowd is, and those are the people we need to try to wake up. So that's where I want to try to focus. TikTok, Instagram may do both at the same time. I'm not sure, but for sure TikTok. So if you want, if you enjoy this type of stuff and you want to engage more today or tomorrow or whenever on your lunch break, That'll be the opportunity for that. And look, here's the deal. 
Those have to be watched live. When they're done, they're done. They don't, they don't um, save to go back and watch later, to the best of my knowledge. I can download them to my phone and load them up to something else, but that defeats the purpose. I want live engagement. And I don't want to do it during one of our live and local hosts here at WYAB, so we won't start that till Jameson gets off the air sometime around lunch. So, anyway, with all that said, we'd love to have you follow me over there. I, I'm a couple days late on this. I'm a couple days late, but I want to hit this topic. I do. Bud Light has teamed up with the UFC. In a what I, I've heard some mixed reports, six or seven year deal. Either way, either way, it's probably six with an option for a seven. The Bud Light's going to be the official beer of the UFC. Hundred million dollar deal. And I've seen a lot of folks on our in our camp, on our side, patriots, people who are fed up, people who are still mad at Bud Light, myself included. I'm one. I fall in that camp. That are saying Bud. That are saying the UFC bent the knee. The UFC bent the knee. It was just about the money. Well, maybe. I mean, at the end of the day, most business is. I mean, let's just be honest about that. But I look at this differently. I've got a different twist on this. And after I took a couple days, I wanted to make sure I really felt like I thought I did. And I wasn't just having a knee-jerk reaction. I I do a lot of knee-jerk reaction here doing a five-day-a-week radio show. But sometimes I want to let something simmer for a minute. I let it simmer over the weekend. I think Saturday I even made a video about it. Kind of once I'd made my mind up. But yeah, I, I solidly fall into this camp. I've watched a million different things, heard other people's opinions, and I still feel the same way I initially felt. This is a victory. For our side. Now, did did Bud Light apologize? No. No. They paid a king's ransom to admit they were wrong. They paid a, what I call a real men ransom. You know, of $100 million. <clears throat> Which, you know what, just so happens to be the exact same amount of money that Bill Gates, air quotes in the studio, invested into Bud Light. We're talking about a multi-billion dollar company. So $100 million to you and I, guys, I know it. That's generational, life-changing money for us, our grandkids, and our great-grandkids. But to these big mega corporations, at the end of the day, it ain't that much money. So that's why I don't believe this was about the money, per se. So I think that, and and come to find out, everybody, you know, we, we all flocked over to Modelo. I say we all. I drank one Modelo at Georgia Blue one day to see what it tasted like. But I know everybody flocked over to Modelo and made it the number one beer in the country. That was so weird to me. Modelo. Like, where, where did Modelo come from? I'm not hating. i just like, I I'd, I'd thought maybe Corona before Modelo, but, but whatever. Uh, I know everybody in my crew last over the weekend was still drinking Bud Light and Mick Ultra and all that. I have... I have firmly landed in the either Coors Light or Yingling camp, the Yingling flight, or Andy Gator if I really feel like being a glutton for punishment. But I got a little video here, and this is a Dana White uh, talk. Okay, so normally, <laughs> we got lucky, normally it takes a minute for uh, to run through a commercial on these things. This is just Dana White kind of hitting on it real quick here. They were the first beer company that we really did business with. They're our first real big sponsor. 
I know all the controversy and everything else, but for myself, I want to be with somebody that I'm actually aligned with. And I know people are were upset with what they did. They employ 65,000 Americans. They have thousands of vets that work for them. They sp- I want you all to listen to this stuff real quick. This is important. Spend $700 million a year with U.S. farmers using their crops to make their products. They've spent like $45 million taking care of, uh, you know, these servicemen and first responders who have died, taking care of their families scholarships for their kids and things like that so i am very aligned with anheuser-busch we bring in outkick all right that was courtesy of outkick.com i don't disagree with any of that and look and i'm not sitting here telling people to end the boycott that's not what this is about the, the, the drink whatever you want end it don't end it doesn't matter to me what i'm what i'm shilling for this morning is for us to take a victory lap Let's go back to um, Kyle Larson for for an example, or who's another one? Morgan Wallen. You know, quasi. I know that Larson is half Asian, but for the sake of this conversation, anybody that's not black's white. These white music stars and athletes that somehow get in trouble for using terms that could be deemed racist, or the wrong person got offended. And they have to go on these apology tours. They have to donate to these NGOs like Black Lives Matter. All this stuff. They have to go take sensitivity training. Anytime one of them do, anytime one of those groups of people are offended, like God forbid, if this place ever gets bought out by uh, by a national conglomerate, there will be no more Clay Edwards show. Clay Edwards ain't going to sensitivity training. Clay Edwards ain't ain't throwing a buck in the DEI offering plate. Not today, Satan. We got my podcast. We can always just do that. Anyway, what happened here was Bud Light had to throw a $100 million, $100 million donation into the Make America Great Again offering plate. Into the real men, 900 levels of testosterone offering plate known as the UFC. Take this as a victory. Does not mean you got to support Bud Light. It means that Bud Light admitted they were wrong and had to, instead of trying to shed their bratty image, they came back crawling on their knees. I could get way more into that comment, but we won't. I know there's children in the car this morning. Good morning, y'all. I hope y'all have a great day at school. Happy birthday to anybody whose birthday it may be this morning. So Bud Light had to crawl back to real men on their knees with a hundred million dollar offering. I, that's a victory for me. I don't know how else y'all look at it. Let's see if we got any text here on the guns of your text line. Um, we do. Uh, let it queue up here. Um, unknown texture. Have you tried fertile ground, locally brewed beer? They sell it at all local places. Phenomenal beer. I've heard nothing but great things about it. I do believe I have had a fertile ground. I'm not sure which one. And they do sell it at some of the local stores. I need to get down there here soon. It because I, I want to. I want to try the tap. I want to f- try it fresh off tap at the brewery. And uh, you know, I, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I don't know how. I talk a lot of crap about Fondrinians and Belhavians, all in jest, of course. I don't know. Would they, would they run me out of there with pitchforks and tiki torches if I show up? <laughs> 
I'm kidding, by the way. I don't. I know they run a professional establishment over there. Now, I would like to get by there one day here soon, man. Maybe we can have a, uh, a impromptu Clay Edwards show beer tasting one day over there at Fertile Ground. I would love to go by there and check them out. I've heard nothing but good things about them. Uh, Jake chimes in and asks, have I covered the Madison Central fights yet? You know what? We can do that on the other side of the break here, but I'm going to be honest. I'm not that up to date on it. I've seen a little bit of information here, a little bit of information there. People have sent me a few videos here. I saw the Canes fight video. I've, I've heard that there was some fighting at Madison Central and maybe Gluckstadt. I could be wrong on that. Y'all don't quote me. So I'm just not that familiar with it, but I want to be. So I'll tell you what, if anybody's got some, can give, can call in and give me the synopsis of what's going on and kind of what the whole nexus of it is. Is it a TikTok challenge? I think I heard. We can talk about that, but I just don't personally know anything about it other than what I just said. I know that Madison police said they were putting some more, putting some more cops in classrooms or in the school till this kind of passes over. So it's a very, very thuggish behavior, very thuggish behavior. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. We'll talk about that. If y'all want to, somebody's going to have to call in, though, 601-879-0002. This is the Clay Edwards Show, most incendiary show on the radio. Number one most downloaded podcast here locally, over 12,000 downloads a week, over 4 million TikTok views a month. The Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Watchman Security Services. You can find them online at Watchman, that's WatchmanSecure.com. Look, man, these are great folks. I had the opportunity to have a great conversation with uh, Nathan Knight. Uh, he's the son of founder Eric Knight over the day. Just a wide range of topics. And they were just talking about how excited they were about uh, how well the advertisers worked. At the end of the day, they're booked up for a while. That's good. So, you know, I'll use this opportunity to say this. If uh, you got a business out there and you're looking for somebody to market it, reach out to me. Clay at WYAB.com. I got references like these fellows here that uh, can tell you how it worked for them. You know, I'm not trying to say something that don't work. Let's get a plan together and make it work. All right. But real quick, back to Watchman Security Services. I didn't mean I didn't mean to make that about me, but my narcissistic side uh, getting out of hand this morning. <laughs> Look, man, local hometown service, Watchman Security Services, locally owned and locally operated since 1987. Founder and CEO Eric Knight started in the industry back in 1977 when a young Clay Edwards was born <laughs> with Honeywell. Eric was the first certified technician in the state of Mississippi. He has held the role of president and vice president of the Alarm Association of Mississippi. Eric is also certified retired police officer, Served on the board of minimum standards with peer review with a peer review committee. Uh, his son Nathan, he's a VP of operations. He grew up in the industry under his father's leadership. Holds many state certifications in the industry. Also is a certified FAA drone pilot. Thirty five plus years of experience in the industry together. Service is in our name or in their name, should I say? They're also an Alarm dot com authorized service provider. Here at the end of the day, at the end of the day, guys. Get you some cameras around your house. Get you some cameras around your house, at your doors, in uh, spots where you may need them. Get you, I know it can be a little weird sometimes, but get you a camera in your house. Maybe two or three. You never know what may happen. You never know. You could end up in court 
having because you had to defend yourself, at least have some video on your side letting folks know what happens. Uh, and here, here recently there was a there was a baseball player. I try to make examples, and I'm gonna make this quick and move on. There was a professional baseball player. Was it was it Trevor Bauer? Maybe I can't remember. I hate or anyway, professional baseball player who got accused of doing some really bad stuff to a woman, and she's of course since come out and has found out that that did not happen after he lost hundreds of millions of dollars and not being able to play was up for a big contract, so on and so forth. Man, you know if he had some cameras in his home, he possibly could have. Could have cleared his name way sooner than he did. So just a thought. I mean, all kind of different reasons you can justify having some cameras in and around your house. So Watchman Security Services can help you do that home or business. They can do it all. WatchmanSecure.com. Get an estimate from them. Figure out what works best for you and get it rolling. All right. So y'all want to talk about the fights at Madison Central. All right, so we got a couple texts here. Unknown texture says, I don't think it's a TikTok challenge. It's more along the lines of these Jackson kids are going to these surrounding schools. That's why all those schools are shutting down. I have several teacher friends in Pearl and Brandon. They're saying it's bad, so bad, they're likely not going to return next year. Several of those kids have been kicked out of Ridgeland. Yeah, I've heard that too. At the end of the day, they're using the auntie's address or whatever the case may be or or just moving out there to these areas. You know, I heard a story. I'm going to bounce around a little bit here, so y'all, y'all, y'all bear with me. It's all going to come back together, though. I got a buddy of mine who owns a bunch of rental houses over in South Jackson. You know, it's, it's good money. Owns a bunch of rental houses in South Jackson. He says right now he can't get a HUD application processed in any, in any, in any kind of short order. But in South Jackson. But Northeast Jackson, Rankin County, they're processing them within two days. They're trying to shift the demographic of South Jackson to the other areas of the city, to Flowood, to Pearl, to Brandon. I'm just, you know, so they, they, they'll, they'll process these things a lot quicker. So they're getting these people who would normally live in South Jackson. This ain't a race thing either, by the way. This is a content of the character conversation. So, ain't too many folks want to live around a bunch of South Jacksonians. So, these they're moving them out to these other areas. One way or another, you're going to have to confront this 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 issue. And this is this is seeing it come to roost. You, know, you got to move out there, buy a home, pay high dollar property taxes, all this other stuff. Meanwhile... Joe Biden and company are sending welfare welfare folks to come live out there with you, and they're flipping the dime for it. So, boy, well, I tell you what, makes me want to makes me want to say bad things. It really does. But neither here nor there. Clearly, you got a content of the character issue. But I'll say this: when it comes to these kids fighting. I will say this about the kids fighting. And I get that uh, a lot of people say Germantown is Canton South and saw that text, thank you, and all that. But at least they're not, I know the bar is mighty low here. At least they're not shooting each other. And I, I know me personally, 
and my crew, we can't say nothing about kids fighting. Is it bad? Sure. Especially at, happening at school. But the stuff away from school, the post-football brawls, if you're, I'm 46. If anybody out there is listening to this right now, <clears throat> you went to high school parties or you got in a fight or you ran up and down McDowell Road, stop it. It's only bad because they got video cameras now. So um, I guess that's why I hadn't gotten too worked up about it because I'd be quite the hypocrite to be getting too worked up about it. Is it good? No, it's not good. But it, we've been saying on this radio show for a long time, you know, why can't these kids just fight it, you know, put the guns down and fight? Well, that, that's what they're doing. They're putting the guns down and fighting. I'm not, I'm not trying to encourage it by any means. But it could be worse. We could be talking about funerals. So I'm sure they'll get it under control. Clearly, the police know about it. I have one of my law enforcement friends was texting a second ago uh, telling me which school was which and dude that was doing the fighting and stuff. So I've been seeing fights break out at football games this year. How many – what was it, two football games or three football games back-to-back-to-back weekends that had to be called off early because of fights on the field and off? I mean, so seems like maybe a little extra security at these – at these high school football games. What a shame. What a shame. Like, we never actually fought at the football games. Could you imagine? Let's let's just think for a second. Could you imagine back in the 90s when most of us were, were in high school that if we had gone to a high school football game and we got in a fight out in the stands or, or with the opposing players or whatever the case may have been during the game and – Caused our team to have to forfeit for fighting, bro. You wouldn't have been able to go back to school the next day, and people still cared. People still had had school pride back then. Man, could you have it, man? I'm just I'm going to use Brandon as an example here because they're one of the top teams in the state. Could you imagine if some some kids at Brandon caused Brandon to have to forfeit a game? That community may run them and their families out with with pitchforks and tiki torches right out of town. It'd be bad. But it, it, that was everywhere back in the 90s. Forest Hill, Byram, Wingfield, nobody wanted to lose a game. Like that especially. So I don't know. As long as no kids got really hurt, it is what it is. Kids fighting, like I said, better than shooting. Let's see here. Read, read any text before, I, before we go to the next break. I wasn't really planning on talking about that today, so hopefully I did that some justice for y'all. Blake says, how about the Colorado student section getting the team flagged for throwing snowballs on the field this weekend? Yeah, it's not the first time that's happened. Look, clearly, Dion and his whole crew come with a lot of entitlement. And they just thought it was going to be, the road was going to be paved perfectly for them. And everybody was just going to be like, oh, well, it's Dion. Oh, it's Colorado. Yada, yada, yada. And they're finding out the hard way that people are, people don't care who you are in, in big-time college football. I do think that was a that was a trash, that targeting penalty his son got. I didn't think that was targeting personally. It was a hard hit. But uh, I grew up liking hard hits. <laughs> I think that's football. He didn't leave with the crown of his helmet. 
But uh, I, I, you know, was he tacky? You could have thrown him out for unsportsmanlike like after his little celebration. But I don't think it was a targeting penalty, and I don't think he should have to sit out the next half or next game or whatever the case may be. I'm not a fan of that at all. Let's take a break. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment going to be brought to you by our friends over at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Be sure to get by there, see Jason and the team for all of your home, car, and business window window tinting needs, all your automotive glass replacement needs, windshields, side glasses, rear glass, all that good stuff. And, of course, they are doing the ceramic coating now, high-end auto spa-style details and ceramic coating as well as vehicle wraps and more. Turn your vehicle into a rolling billboard or just change the color to one of these uh, fancy uh, matte colors that you see riding around. I saw a hundred-something thousand-dollar Range Rover the other day with a flat, flip-flop, candy-painted-looking color on it. Kind of tacky, in my opinion, but it did look cool. And you can always take it off and do another color. So check it out, man. They can do it all there at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Get you a quote online, lakelandglassandtent.com, or go by and see them in person. If you need glass replacement or repair, See the Lakeland Drive location. If you need any of the other aforementioned products and services, get by there and see them on Flowood Drive, right over there across from the River Oaks Emergency Room, Merit Health Emergency Room. They are the Expel Dealer of the Year. That's Lakeland Glass and Tent, where quality matters. Completely unrelated to anything else we've been talking about, I was strolling on Facebook during the break there, and I see a video of... A horse walking around inside inside Lance's place, Capitol Grill. Lance, why is there a horse inside your bar? <laughs> That's what I love about the bar business. You can, in fact, at any random time, see the most strangest things in your life. And you've seen so much strange stuff that it doesn't even seem out of place. I've ridden motorcycles through my bar. All kind of stuff. And most of, the, most, of the, most of the things we did at my bar, I'll never speaketh of it on the radio. But a horse in the bar. That's interesting. <laughs> Shout out to Lance and the crew over at Capitol Grill. Love those folks, man. Glad to see they've been able to to uh, not only hang on, but but excel in, in all th- with all things going on in and around Jackson. So great, great business owners there. Good folks. Let's see here. Hit my notes here. See what else I wanted to talk about. All right, so here's the deal. I know I'm, st- I'm kind, of, kind of stealing Kim Wade's thing there. I'm sorry. When you listen to him all the time, you send to catch you catch up, you pick up on little things that people say. Oh, real quick, if you missed Kim's show Friday, the FBI man on the wall, retired FBI agent, my friend and yours, Mr. Chris Hinkle, filled in for Kim. That podcast is available on Kim's podcast. So just go search KimWadeShow.com. KimWadeShow.com. And it should be there. All right. Just thought I'd mention that. So I am efforting interviewing this week. I want to talk to Tate Reeves. And I want to talk to Brandon Presley on this show. I think that what we offer here 
is unique from what anybody else offers. I got some questions for both of them. I've, I have, you know, through back channels, I've got some people that are close to both camps. You know, reached out to them. Heck, Brandon even asked somebody for my phone number. I just hadn't heard from him yet. You know, I think Brandon probably has more to gain than, than say, I think Tate by talking to us. Because I still think there's enough disenchanted conservatives that may just may give Brandon their vote. I'd like to talk to Brandon. I'd like to talk to Tate. Got a couple questions I want to ask him. I just want I want his opinion on it, uh, if he would do anything differently on COVID. You know, what's Mississippi doing to become to grow? Like I said, Mississippi's the only state, the only red state in the South that did not grow during COVID. Every state around us saw growth, population growth. We didn't. You know, what are we going to do about that? Is that is that strictly a income tax issue? Or is it a deeper rooted issue that we don't know about? So I want to talk to him. I say, man, here's how I look at it. People can be like, well, Clay, you're controversial. You know, you, you cuss a lot on the internet. Bro, Dave Portnoy interviewed Donald Trump. Dave Portnoy says more F words in one sentence than I say in a week. Dylan Mulvaney interviewed. Joe Biden. Now, the bar is set mighty low with Joe. I, I, I get it. But I'm just saying. Sometimes, you know, they go on these other stations and interview with these other people, and it's kind of like preaching to the choir. The guests are starstruck. I mean, the hosts are starstruck. I want to ask some real questions. I'll be respectful. But we ain't doing a script, you know. So this is where you guys come into play. If you're on social media, tag them. I made several posts, several videos from TikTok to Instagram to Twitter to Facebook. I got posts on all these things. Just asking you all, if you want to hear the blue-collar voice of the voiceless, the blue-collar voice of Mississippi on these radio waves, if you want to hear the Clay Edwards show, interview these guys, tag them. Let them know. Just say, hey, man, we would love to hear you guys on Clay's show. Now, I don't I don't mean this disrespectfully. I don't think they bring an extra viewer to the to the table here. I think that what we supply here is a huge, very engaged audience that wants to hear from these guys in only the way that I can do it. That's my opinion. You know, if they got a few people that tune in because they're here, great. But we're gonna have the I, we're gonna have the same twenty some odd thousand people listening every day. So, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Let's see here. We've got a lot to talk about this morning. A lot to talk about. Phone line, 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Uh, got a little traffic update for you guys. 55 North, the county line, is a parking lot if anyone's heading to Madison. That was uh, sent to me in the last minute. So if you're heading north towards Madison, Gluckstadt, Ridgeland, any of that, at county, uh, 55 North is a parking lot starting around County Line Road. Ooh-wee, that's a bad time. So I guess that's probably interrupting the 220 split and all that as well. 
Kenneth says, whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. <laughs> Nailed it. I didn't even think about that. Good call there, Kenneth. I'm seeing the horse up in Capitol Grill. Uh, Jerry says, I think it's worth talking about the fights at the schools. Jerry says, uh, Gluckstadt, Germantown is Canton South. I think it's worse now because it's 15 on one fights. In your day, one guy versus one guy and others did not jump in to stomp you to death. P.S. On the penalty, it's personal now. When Dion has has trademarked that phrase, oh, talking about Dion, yeah. Now, Jerry, I would love to sit here and agree with you 100% on back in my day, it was one-on-one. Man, it was not that way in South Jackson, unfortunately. We we were that crew that would jump 15-on-one on somebody. I ain't proud of it. I ain't proud of it. It was just it was just what happened. Everybody had to get theirs in. I ain't saying it was like 15-on-one. It could be 15-on-3, something like that. We were uh, we were scoundrels. We really, really not proud of it at all. But that was the good old days. So I don't know. That's been going on for a long time. As much as I would love to say, and I ain't making no excuses for these kids. I'm just saying, as much as I would love to say that it's worse now, I, I, I don't know that it is. I really don't know that it is. I think I'm just trying to find a story here to to fill us to close out this hour without diving into some of this long form stuff. Let's see. How about this one? I found this late last night. A, a teacher, 24 years old. There's been a rash of this lately. I'm going to try to spin this a little bit here. Teacher, 24, allegedly sent explicit videos to student 16 propositioning him for sex. And this chick's hot. I mean, she's a hot 24-year-old teacher. I'm going to read this real quick. I got, a, I got a thought process on this. So Missouri, law and crime. A Missouri special education teacher faces criminal charges over an alleged relationship with a 16-year-old boy. Ricky Lynn Laughlin, 25, stands accused of one count each of possession of child pornography, tampering with a witness, tampering with physical evidence, attempted statutory rape in the second degree, promoting obscenity in the first degree, and furnishing pornographic materials to a minor, authority said. Okay, I'm going to just say this. Maybe I'm way off base here. All things considered, with with what's going on in the world, with all these libs of TikTok nut job teachers trying to force the agenda down our kids' throats in classrooms. I mean, if I if I had a son, a young son, sixteen, and this hot Missouri teacher wanted to engage with my son. I mean, obviously, I'm not co-signing on this. I'm just saying I would rather be I'd rather be dealing with that than I would uh, the agenda being shoved on my children. So, and gosh forbid, if take it back to a young 16 year old Clay Edwards looking at his class schedule, hearing about this, hearing about Ricky Lynn Laughlin. I've been going door to door, class to class. Ricky Lynn! Ricky Lynn! Ricky Lynn! Clay Edwards reporting to class. Clay, I've been bad. <laughs> I know we're not supposed to make fun of this kind of stuff, right? I know we're all supposed to just be appalled by this type of stuff. But 
Come on, man. This is this is a trend. I'm just going to tell y'all. Y'all don't have to like this or not. It's different when the student's a guy and the teacher's a chick. It's just different. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, you're on there. Hey, good morning, Clay. Hey, brother. Um, how are you? Now, first I got to say, every one of us wishes we were just a 16-year-old kid. Absolutely. But I also feel like chances are this teacher isn't doesn't have the same values we have. Otherwise, she wouldn't be trying to push her agenda <laughs> in this kid's face. Oh, uh, but was this a special ed kid too? Or was it no, I, I I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, now I I, I will. If, if it was, I don't think I would have joked about it. I think it's a I think it's a regular sixteen year old kid. She just happens to be a special ed teacher at the school. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is some uh, double standard there. If it was my if it was my sixteen year old daughter, I'd be going to prison. If it was my sixteen year old son, I'd probably get on to him a little bit and give him a high five behind his mama's back. You yeah. know what I mean? Just make sure you're using protection, son. That's right. But uh, at the same time. There's, there's something messed up about somebody playing on kids, even if they are hot and we wish they would have when we was kids. <laughs> that means we're sick, too. All right, brother. How's it going, Clay? You too, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> hey, look, man, we, we, we're we allowed to joke about it. It ain't right, but if they're going to break the law and give us this content, we're going to talk about it. But uh, everybody knows. I mean, Van Halen, thank you, Buddy Maynard. Everybody, everybody knows Van Halen celebrated this and hot for teacher it just is what it is it's just so the, the culture's different when the kid is a 16 year old boy going through puberty and the hot teacher wants to holler i never had that experience y'all might not believe this now as handsome as i am i was kind of an ugly kid i, I know it's hard to believe but i did blossom into quite the uh attractive fella we'll be right back this is the clay edward show All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, we don't have it about a minute here before the top of the hour break. I guess I could go back and make a little joke about here I was in first half of that segment, explaining why we should interview the <laughs> the governor and the next potential governor of the state of Mississippi. And then we just smoothly transitioned to, to um, a 24-year-old teacher having sex with a 16-year-old student. And and not saying she should be thrown under the jail. So, that's life around here. We have a wide range of topics, wide-ranging topics. Uh, we do call it the most incendiary show on the airwaves for a reason, because people like to have a good time. You know, I think we got more normies that listen to this radio show than anybody else. Anybody. I think, I think a lot of people from all different walks and backgrounds and lives and everything tune in. Some are political junkies. Some like to get a good laugh in the mornings. We offer all that here on the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back in seven minutes. All right, we're back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. It's hour two on 103.9 FM WYAB. Of course, we're always streaming worldwide at 
com as well as the TuneIn app. You can always download the podcast. If you miss any of this, want to share it with somebody, that would be greatly appreciated. If you listen on Apple Podcast, give your boy a five-star review. Say a nice word or two. It goes a long way with um, manipulating the algorithm. That's what we like to do here, manipulate the algorithm. Hey, what's for lunch today, you may be asking. Like, Clay, man, you've been killing us with these uh, great blue plates at Burgers, Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, and downtown at Martin's. Well, fret no more. Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, Madison, and downtown Brandon locations. Today, the blue plate special is country, I'm sorry, chicken, fried chicken, and hamburger steak. You can get hamburger steak every day, by the way. But uh, today's special, chicken fried chicken with hamburger steak. The sides are mashed potatoes, grain beans, and potato salad. So be sure to check that out. Lunch, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., 12.50. If you can add exercise and all that, but that includes your drink and all that. Downtown at Martin's, if you're going to be in that area, it is fried or grilled pork chops today. Man, I... Last time I ate there, I got the country fried steak, but somebody with me got the fried pork chop. And as much as I love that country fried steak, I had a little plate envy. I had a little pork chop envy. The fried pork chop looked phenomenal. Get down there, check them out. Won't miss it. We'll tell you more about what's going on at both of these places uh, at nighttime and whatnot here soon. Heck, they're both sports bars, too. It's Monday night football tonight. Get down, get down to either one. Check them out. But uh, we'll tell you what's going on a little bit more in detail as we move forward. So Martin's Downtown and Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, Madison, and Downtown Brandon with a new location coming to Flowood by the mid of, by middle November at the latest, they're hoping. So I think November 13th at the latest, maybe the 6th, if all things work out right. So, all right, let's see here. Man, this happened at the end of last week. It was either Thursday or Friday. And I missed it. It, just, it. it snuck in, and I missed it. So I said, well, we'll get to it Monday. Apparently, the city of Jackson, the free-to-land folks, they ain't big on paying their bills. Paint me shocked. Here's a story from WLBT. Jackson City Council request uncovers 63 past-due invoices totaling nearly $600,000. With breaking news... One Jackson City Councilman is questioning the city's finances tonight after documents we requested reveal hundreds of thousands of unpaid invoices. Tonight, how this happened, what leaders are doing about it, and whether this situation itself makes the city more susceptible to fraud. Investigative reporter CJ Lamaster joins us now with the details. CJ? Courtney Ann, hundreds of thousands of dollars in invoices. That's what we uncovered. We've been digging into this story since a revelation earlier this month that the city of Jackson failed to pay contractors on that Riverside Drive Road project for months. Well, not long after that, Ward 6 Councilman Aaron Banks put an order on the agenda for all of the city's past due invoices. Now, we obtained that list today after requesting it days ago. It shows 63 invoices totaling $600,000 that the city has yet to pay. How did this happen? Banks believes a lack of accountability in city departments led to these invoices falling through the cracks. He maintains the council never saw these or authorized payment, but left unchecked, he believes it could lead to fraudulent activity. Do you feel this is an example of a lack of internal controls? Uh, it has to be. <laughs> you, you know, it has to be. I mean, there there has to be something uh, 
uh, that's done, CJ, to fix this. Something is not going on internally when an invoice can sit on a desk for two years and no, and and then there. Well, there might be some more invoices that might come up. I mean, yeah. if you watch the council meetings, you are here. You see yourself with the responsibility that we have. We have to ask the hard questions. We have to make sure uh, that these invoices are getting paid timely. Now, here's a few examples of what we've dug up, including nearly half a million dollars owed to Jackson Water from the city's water sewer. Now, that's actually payment for uh, the Jackson Zoo. Nearly twenty-five grand for cloud storage, almost twenty-two thousand for roofing materials, and fifteen k for consulting fees. Now, the city's chief financial officer, Fidelis Malambeca, says they're working to address the problem and says there could be even more unpaid invoices out there. They're trying to get it all ironed out. Courtney Ann. All right, so what do y'all think? Why can't the city of Jackson pay its bills? You know, it appears to be they're incurring a lot of a lot of interest and debt and penalty when they don't just pay the bills on time. Look at this Riverside Drive ordeal. So that's eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. This is another six hundred thousand. So let's just round it up to one point five million dollars in unpaid past due invoices. That is ridiculous. I, it, it, do Democrats just not like paying their bills? I, mean, I don't like paying mine, but goodness. I don't have $1.5 million in unpaid, and they got the money. And just not paying the bills. You know, I'm sure Kim Wade can speak on this way better than I can. But this is what happens. When you hire these free to land folks, fresh out of fresh out of college with their with their degree, and boom, throw them into a job with no training, don't know what to do, and just expect them to know how to do it because they got a degree. I tell y'all, man, I don't know if I'll ever be in a position again. If I ever well, I don't know if I'll ever want to be in a position again to be back in charge of hiring and HR and making decisions of that nature. I don't know that Clay Edwards Enterprises is going to grow so big that I that I'm I'm having those kind of interviews, but maybe it will. But I I'm serious. I don't know that I'd hire anybody with a college degree at this point. And unless they just got a degree, that it just it's definitely not a qualifier for me. I want to know about your real world experience. What have you done? What are you capable of doing? Because we are sending a bunch of idiots back out into the world from colleges. Go there, wasting money, getting a useless degree. And then that come back down here, fighting for jobs, for blue collar jobs, middle class jobs that their degree has nothing to do with. But they think, because well, because I went to college, I deserve this job more than you who didn't go to college and you've already been here, I don't know, four years on the job. I, I think we're working towards a huge revolt of college-educated versus non-college-educated people who went straight into the workforce and people who decided to go to college and then end up circling back to the same point that some of us are already at. But just feel like because they got a college degree, well, I have an underwater basket weaving degree. I have a critical race theory degree. I have a general business degree. 
we're reaching a point where it's called class warfare, I guess. But anyway, I'm a little off track there. I had a long conversation with somebody about college, pros and cons of it the other day. We could have that conversation here. But this is the city of Jackson. Won't pay its bills. Who? How, just go ahead and tell me how this is racism's fault, Chalkway. I, I just, I, somehow or another, I know that racism's is to blame for this. So we got some texts from you guys on the Guns and Gear text line. Cassandra says, how can the CFO not know what's going on with these city finances? Isn't that their job? I mean, uh, just simply, there's so many programs, QuickBooks, so on and so forth, that do this for you. I mean, you just got to, you got to not be doing it. Uh, Woodrow says bogus consulting fees. You know how I feel about consulting fees. They love these consulting firms. I'm telling you what what we're seeing. That again, this is just my opinion. I think what you're seeing here is them having to figure out how to pay for some stuff that they had planned on using that water money to pay for. They had kind of borrowed from Peter to pay Paul. And then when they didn't get control of that water money, and now they've lost full control of the sewer system, payments and everything, I think it's a scramble of moving money around. I said they had the money. They may not. I just assume the money's there. It just it feels like they got caught with their pants down Moving money around, throwing big events, you know, state of the city addresses. Not, I ain't talking about the most recent one that was indoors somewhere. I'm talking about some of these other ones where they bring out the big stage, set up a big old production. Man, that stuff ain't cheap. That stuff ain't cheap at all. We could get in the we could get in the get on the phone with Buck or Dusty Almond and talk about how much one of those pop up stages cost. And you'd be like, oh, dang. I mean, if y'all ever go to a concert, man, you have no idea how much money and effort and time goes into setting that stage up and setting them areas up. It ain't cheap. For a city like Jackson to be wasting money on that, ridiculous. Um, Unknown texture here. Unknown texture, if you're still listening, text me your name. Says, I'm just feeding the mayor's pockets. I agree. I agree. Roger. Good morning, Roger. Because I know a salesman for AT&T that is over the city of Jackson's account. They are $800,000 behind on their sales services. The issue on why they haven't been cut off is with them being a government entity. Their contract holds a clause that as long as they are making payments, they can't be disconnected. Huh. I, I just paid a $300 AT&T bill yesterday. <laughs> They're just my cell phones. But, you know, a little, quick little side rant here. So, you know, most of us all just finance in our phones for our pay, with the payment plan for the however long it takes to pay off a phone. I just paid off my phone, and my bill came down 30 something dollars. This is the first month I've been able to enjoy it at $300 instead of 
and I have an iPad. I have my daughter's phone. So, I mean, I've got some phones on there as high as it is. It is what it is. And do you know, and of course, I pay that extra $1.99 a month for a, for a terabyte or whatever of cloud space. I'm telling you all the same day that I was able to wipe $30 off the books every month. They say the next memory, my phone's out of memory, and the next package up is, guess how much? $30 a month. I went through and deleted two years worth of text messages out of my phone. Poof. Fixed. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Clay. It's Ready Teddy. How you doing, brother? Hey, brother. Good seeing you yesterday, Teddy. Man, always good to see you. Man, I'm going to tell a story. I'm not sure if I've told it on, on your show or not, but I'll, I'll share it again if I did. Man, I think it was 2008 or so, maybe seven, 2007, but I was um, I was working for an oil company called Denberry Resources, and uh, we were doing a seismic survey, 147 square miles through from Flora all the way to the reservoir and, and parts of Jackson along the Pearl River. And there was another person that my coworker was assigned the city of Jackson, so they were supposed to go and get a permit just to do some testing on the city of Jackson's property which they own along the pearl river and it it was going to be about three hundred thousand dollars to pay city of jackson just to let our company do this testing and so he didn't have any success with the city so they they took it from him and assigned it to me to see if i would have any luck well clay it took me nine months to get on the agenda to be heard at the city council meeting and this is one of those things. We go just think of it like this: we go in a row of our testing, and once we go past it, we're not coming back because of the amount of money it costs us to come back. And I and I pressed and I pressed and I said, "Look, once we pass, get past this area, we're not coming back. We'll just leave it off." Well, pressed and pressed and pressed, and and I I went to this uh, Jackson City Council and. You know, finally got to present what I was presenting, and they said that we'll be on. Uh, we'll they'll vote at a on the next at the next meeting, and they they didn't. And about two months later, I guess they did vote and agreed to to do it. And they called me and said, "Hey, we want to we want to do that. You know, we want we'd like to get paid to do do the testing on the city's property." Well, we had already passed them. And when I showed up to do my presentation, I had a check with me prepared to write out to the city of Jackson for 300000 And then they waited too long and then got mad because we wouldn't come back. And I told them during our presentation, once we get past you, we're not coming back. And, and I guess they thought that was a sales pitch or whatever, but it was 100% fact. So the city of Jackson, in the grand scheme of things, 300000 is a lot of money for uh, a municipality like Jackson. But the fact that they drugged their feet for six months with my coworker and then another nine months with me and missed out on a free check for $300,000 just, just, just kind of points toward the, um, the what's, I don't, what's, what's the word? Not, it's a crisis of incompetence, as Tate Reeves called it. Incompetence is the word I was looking at. Yeah. You know, all they had to do was say, okay, yes, you can do that. Because yep. we weren't trying to buy their property. We weren't trying to lease it. We weren't doing anything. We were just trying to access it, and the incompetence cost the city of Jackson a free check for $300,000. Good times. Thank you, Teddy.
All right, man. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it, brother. I mean, uh, and I'm sure that's just one story of a guy that listens to this radio show. I bet you there's people lined up with thousands of similar stories where the city couldn't figure out how to get out of its own way, where the councilman or the mayor couldn't figure out how to get they cut. What's in it for me? I ain't worried about the city. What's in it for me? This is the kind of stuff. This is the kind of content of the character issues that I have a problem with with the city of Jackson. You know, nothing's ever for the better, for the good of the city. No decision made in Jackson is for the good of the people that live in Jackson. It's for how can it benefit me? How can it benefit me? As Kim Wade would say, what about me? Anyway, let's take a break real quick. Come back. Phone line's wide open. We'd love to hear from you guys this morning. 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line. 769-241-1944. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hey, guys, I told you all about burgers, blues, and barbecues. Great plate lunch a little earlier. Now, let me tell you what else they do. Are you having a holiday party, office party, home party, wedding, catering, whatever the, whatever the occasion may be? They have the ability to cater from five to 5,000 people. They also have two food trucks. If you have an event or you're hosting a car show, a flea market, I'm just thinking a ball tournament, anything. These guys can handle all of it. You got to book them in advance, obviously, especially with the food trucks and the catering services. But they can get you taken care of. Maybe you need to have a holiday party. I had two holiday parties at the Burgers, Blues, Barbecue in Brandon last year. I threw my... I threw my day before Thanksgiving party. We had about 50, 60 people show up. We just did it end up, ended up just being in the little small bar they refer to as B3. It was awesome. And then my Christmas party, which so many of you came out to, we had Jason Turner and Chad Wesley playing. We did it on the patio. And they got it screened with the big heaters and all that. You're not going to get cold. They had almost 120 people show up. I think it was the number, 100, 120 people for that event. We could have had another 200 out there. Plenty of room. They've actually expanded it some this year. They've got cornhole and some other stuff out there for the kids to play. Uh, really, really great little area. More t- Tons of flat screen TVs so you won't miss any games. So if you need somewhere to host an event, Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, Brandon is going to be your spot for hosting it. And, of course, they can cater anything off-site for five to 5,000 people. Check them out online, burgersblues.com. That's Burgers blues.com and don't forget that the flowwood location is opening up sometime between november 6th and 13th depending on how everything goes i rode by there saturday afternoon we did a little shop and i rode by there and saw the building it looks phenomenal really excited to have burgers blues barbecue in flowwood all right i want to get back to um some of these texts here oh yeah and i shared the photo of the wreck that we spoke of 55 North, there's a car flipped upside down in the middle of the interstate. This ain't going to be a quick fix, a quick cleanup. So make alternative plans as far as how you plan on getting there, getting around there. If you got to get north of County Line anytime soon. Let's see here. Rogers owned to something, guys, with this AT&T 
Bill, in the city of Jackson. I'm pulling my text back up. I'm sorry. It does not go as quick as, you, as one may think. I want to read this again. I, th- and I would like for somebody who has the, the, the ability to do public records requests and all that. I just That's just not my thing. Maybe Kingfish is listening. It says, my guy said that he goes into his sales meetings every month and begs them to cut them off, but they can't because they will send in a $3,500 payment or a $6,300 payment and sometimes even a $450 payment. As long as they're making some type of payment, they can't be cut off. So let me circle back to the top of that in case you just tuned in. We were talking about the city of Jackson having over $600,000 in unpaid invoices after a report by the city council. This on top of the $850,000 debacle on Riverside Drive. This is their AT&T account, allegedly. I mean, I I don't think my guys got bad information here, but this is unconfirmed. I just want to throw that out there. It says, I know the salespeople, a salesman for AT&T that is over the city of Jackson's account. They're $800,000 behind on their sales service. The issue on why they haven't been cut off is with them being a government entity, their contract holds a clause that as long as they are paying, as long as they're making payments, they can't be disconnected. Well, I wish they would do that for mine. I'd have loved to not have to pay that $300 yesterday. Anyway, so I just read the other part that basically as long as they're making some kind of minimum payment, like we, like a credit card, they can't be cut off. But they're 800000 behind on their account at AT&T right now. That is mind-boggling to me. It's not mind-boggling. It's just, it's just par for the course. You know, I bet you if they did a real audit, a full audit, you, your minds would be blown at how far behind they are on stuff. But I guarantee you this. Chalkway's personal security, I bet you they've been paid. I bet you his security guards have been paid. Here's a story for you. We're going to tie the two of the worst mayors in America together in one story. LaToya, the destroyer, Cantrell, the queen of New Orleans, the voodoo queen herself. This is from Fox 8 Live down in New Orleans. I did a video about this one over the weekend. Man, that's some low-hanging fruit down there in New Orleans. Man, I need to start making more New Orleans videos. Anyway, here's the story. Uh, Text messages reveal Cantrell used police escorts to attend concerts. That sound familiar? That sound familiar, Jackson? Mayor LaToya Cantrell's use of a Extensive police security detail during the Essence Festival, which outnumbered police presence in some districts, raises concerns about resource allocation amid a manpower shortage and questions regarding the appropriate use of public funds. On June 30th and July 1st, records show that New Orleans Police Department's 6th Precinct had just four officers on duty during the day, covering the Irish Channel, Central City, and the Garden Districts. Now, this is 4th of July weekend for Essence Fest. Y'all can imagine how many people are down there for this event. It's huge. Essence Fest is a huge R&B rap type uh, event, urban you know, type event at the Superdome. It's big for the city. Huge event. It says on July 3rd, the NOPD's 3rd District, responsible for about 28,000 Gentilly and Lakeview residents, had only three officers on duty the entire day. Even when factoring in the number of sergeants and lieutenants, that total never exceeded seven officers in either one of those districts. However, 
Mayor Cantrell had an entire executive protection team comprised of four members along with two motorcycle escorts available for her security on all three days, each working at least eight hours. Fox 8 political analyst, analyst Dr. Robert Collins questions Cantrell's use of that many officers during a time when the city is experiencing a manpower shortage. Quote, I mean, it doesn't seem necessary from a resource standpoint, from a law enforcement standpoint, and from a public safety standpoint, that you have more officers, which means more taxpayer money, more resources, protecting one person than protecting all of the citizens inside the entire city. Collins also said, timesheets, schedules, and text messages obtained by Fox 8 through public records requests raise questions about the oversight of Cantrell's executive protection team. On July 2nd, Cantrell had those same six officers protecting her. All six went on the clock at 9 a.m. and worked at least 16 hours, clocking out between 1 and 1.35 a.m. In total, taxpayers paid the New Orleans Police Department employees for 98 hours and 40 minutes of work in one day. Mayor Cantrell spent much of July 2nd in the upper Pontabalia, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, Ponta, Pontalba apartment in the French Quarter. Security camera video shows she left at 10.05 a.m. with police motorcycles leading the way. She returned at 2.30 p.m. and stayed until around 7 p.m. Again, escorted out by the police that night. The mayor attended Essence Fest, according to her city calendar. These motorcycle police officers were basically bringing the, mayor's inter- bringing the mayor to entertainment events, to concerts, to parties, things of this nature. All right, we're going to go on and on. You get the gist of it. These are the same people, these Democrat mayors, Chakwe Antar Lumumba, Latoya the Destroyer Cantrell, they all looked at each other during COVID and said, I screwed up my city the most. No, no, sir, hold my Bud Light. Hold my Bud Light. I'm about to show you how it's done. And they went back and forth on who could be the worst mayor in America, and let's not forget Lori Lightfoot and 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 the nut job up there in New York City. But these are the same people that want to replace police in our communities with social workers and and violence interrupters, interrupters, which I do believe there is a place for social workers and violence interrupters. It just ain't in the it ain't in the police department. It ain't in the police department. You can have you a violence interruption department. I respect what those guys do. Social workers. There's a great need for good social workers but not fighting crime, not protecting me from stark, raving, mad Democrats. But they don't have social workers and violence interrupters protecting them. They got your tax dollars hard at work with some of the best that the police departments have to offer, some of their top cops protecting them. So they can go to concerts and out to eat and all these other type things. And you're paying for it. The hypocrisy. It's mind boggling. That's our word of the day today. Mind boggling. Uh, An unknown texture asks, is this the same mayor who used tax dollars to fly first class to Europe? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And said, what is the what in the heck is a violence Interrupter. 
I got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about violence interrupters. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We're going to peel this onion back probably to the end of the show. I'm hot about this one. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Reliable Rental Equipment right there off Meadowbrook Road, right there across the street from the old Meadowbrook Movie Theater. They built a big, nice, brand-new facility, and they can take care of all of your rental heavy rental equipment needs. They got the X-Mark zero-turn mowers also. Man, what a great opportunity to go rent one of those. If you like it, then you can buy it even. Let's see here. Roll-off dumpsters. I know I've talked about that a good bit. They can drop off your roll-off dumpster at your construction site or your cleanup site. If you got a big cleanup, big property cleanup, maybe some storm damage, whatever the case may be, and you need to clean up a site, they can even help supply the help, the labor, to do it. Also, man, they got all your earth-moving equipment, everything from excavators, mini excavators, skid steers, skid steer attachments, mini skid steers, and dozers. They got all your aerial lift equipment, your big scissor lifts, boon lifts, all of that stuff. Generators, heating and cooling, uh, portable heating and cooling, utility trailers, power tools, and more. And don't forget, man, you need to rent a side-by-side or a golf cart. They got you covered at Reliable Rental Equipment. You got a big job, need a big piece of earth-moving equipment, but you don't know how to use the earth, don't know how to operate the earth-moving equipment, they can supply uh operators at daily rates check them out reliable rental equipment ms.com reliable rental equipment ms.com see my buddy brad patridge over there and let him get you rolling let's see here if we got the phone number will pop up 769-572-5285 or just check them out online reliable rental equipment ms.com all right, let's jump back into your text messages here. You guys are uh, killing it, as always. Let's see here. My girlfriend's killing it this morning, too. She sent me a selfie of her outfit for work today. Shout out. <laughs> uh, Jess sends in some more pictures of the traffic backed up over there. They got inmates cleaning up the road out there around County Line, so... Good on that. Like like seeing more of that. Like seeing more of that. Uh, Spartacus, sweet Lord Jackson, please, for the love of God, vote out Lumumba in 2025. I'm going to tell you, there's days where I think he can be, that we got a chance to get him out. And there's days where I see some really stupid comments online. And I'm like, they, they, they just, they can't see it. They can't see the forest from the trees. All he has to do is get up there and talk about racism. And so he just sucks them all back in like he cast a spell over folks. But uh, I think that people will. I think people will. Let's see here. I, I, I have been going through these texts. Okay, somebody asked what a violence interrupter was. All right, I knew there was a point to this. A violence interrupter, you can go check out Strong Arms Jackson, JXN, Strong Arms JXN, John Knight, Benny Ivey. Those guys are what they call violence interrupters. And again, I want to make sure I'm very clear here. I, I like, respect, and support 
what they do. But there's some talks within within uh, this mayor's office and other other Democrat mayors of you replacing. And this happened started up in Minnesota after the George Floyd incident in Milwaukee, where they they start talking about they want to replace cops and move funding around from cops to having violence interrupters. So what a violence interrupter does, to my understanding, is it's comprised it's a group comprised of some OGs. Some guys from the neighborhood who have been through the fire, got their lives right. I mean, you need these people. You legitimately do. Again, I, I'm, I am, this is not a knock at them, but they still don't need to be replacing law enforcement. You can always add stuff in addition to. But say they know, say people in the neighborhood know that two little young bucks is beefing, and it's you know it's gonna it's gonna get ugly maybe, and I don't mean just a fight like. Somebody gonna have to, you know, shoot somebody or something like that. It's leading that direction, and nobody's doing anything to help stop it. It's, you know, basically somebody's got to snitch a little bit, kind of got, got to kind of let the OGs know, let the violence interrupters know that it's about to pop off, and they'll try to get in, get a meeting, have a sit down, and try to and try to try to bring the temperature in the room down. And and I'm okay with that. I mean, it's really, it's a lot like how the mafia works. They're trying to bring the temperature in the room down, get these two young kids kind of back on the same page, let them realize ain't nobody got to fight, ain't nobody got to get shot, ain't nobody got to die. Now, depending on what area you're from, that may just, if you never grew up in the inner city, that may just all sound crazy as hell to you, and I completely understand. But in Jackson, it's just different. In these blue cities, it's just different. And that is one way they help. Uh, try to curve the violence in the city. And I do believe it works. Uh, uh, Chalkway's sister actually helped get them a bunch of funding, if my memory serves me correct. I mean, so, and, and she's been a big supporter of these things. And it's one thing I won't knock her on because it is something I agree with. However, back to my point, they don't need to replace police. You don't need to move police funding to that. You can use it all in addition to and give them their resources. But they ain't using those violence interrupters as their personal security detail either. They're using, you know, veteran law enforcement guys that need to be out there doing law enforcement stuff, not protecting a mayor. Let's take a call here. Hey, brother, you on there? Hey, well, call, call me wrong, but see. The program sounds good, I suppose, but, like, when I'm 38. Like, growing up, we had, like, you know, football coaches, basketball coaches, and this is basically men who are in our lives that took the place of, I guess, a violent interrupter. Yeah. So, I, any money that goes to a program that Shockway can get his hands on, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm against it. I just I, I don't have any faith in that man. No, well, this, this particular program, he didn't get any. He, he he didn't have any. He didn't have his hands on anything, and I don't think she did either. And the money went to this group. I trust me. I uh, when I talked to Benny, I vetted this pretty hard. But uh, when we first started talking and stuff, and you know, it, it's legit. But I, to your point, if he if it funnels through him any way, form, fashion, or another, it, it's nonsense. Yeah, but I, I think if we get back to just simple stuff, 
stop trying to recreate the wheel. It's, I mean, programs or sports, what have you, things that existed throughout time. I mean, I, I think it'll work itself out. But, yeah. Cool. Brother, I appreciate yeah. you, man. Good to hear from you early this week. You too. Take care. Have a great day. Uh-huh, you too. All right, guys, got to take our last break of the day. Come back, land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Fun show this morning. I've enjoyed this. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.